from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. She had the most beautiful voice, and she used to say to me, she would sort of tap her throat, you know, she'd say, you know, you had nothing to do with this. This is a gift from God. My voice did also develop later. Okay. It was really a very light. When I tell people that, they're like, no, no, I've heard you sing Wagner. Your voice couldn't have been quiet. And I said, no, really, it was. I was pretty careful, I think, because I'd been a violinist, and I would hear things when I played, and I thought, oh, I want to make my voice sound like that. And when I just let loose, there was the voice. I'm Sarah Fenske. Christine Brewer has hit all the career highs you'd expect of a top soprano. She's starred in operas. She's sung with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and other top orchestras around the world. She's even won a Grammy and been named one of the top 20 sopranos of all time. But she's never performed in a cabaret show until now. This weekend, Christine Brewer takes the stage of the Blue Strawberry in the Central West End, and she'll lend her voice to an extremely personal project, her cabaret debut. And she joins us today to tell us all about it. Christine Brewer, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. It's so good to be here in person. It is exciting to have you here in studio. I'm such a fan. I have to ask, though, your cabaret debut. Why is this a debut? I can't believe you've never done a cabaret show before this. Well, you know what? I've done lots of recitals. um, And some people might say, well, you always talk during your recital, so that's so sort that of, makes it a cabaret that, show. That's sort of a cabaret show. But to actually perform in a space like the Blue Strawberry, this is a first, and I'm excited, and I'm nervous about it, too. You know? You're nervous, even um, after I all am, the singing you've yes, done. To be honest, I'm more nervous in a smaller um, venue where I can see everybody, and, and I have a lot of family coming. I mean... On Friday night, as I looked at my, my maiden name is Burchette, and I saw, oh, Burchette, Burchette, oh, eight for this Burchette. I mean, there, there are lots of family members wow, coming. Wow, so pressure is on <laughs> the here. The pressure's on. <laughs> and as you mentioned, in some ways, ca- a cabaret performance is like a recital performance, but mm-hmm. in other ways, it's not. It, yes, this is different because I'm doing varied music. And I and I do varied music in my recitals too, but this one there'll be some stuff that I wouldn't sing in a recital like gospel music or um it, you know some of the things that I grew up with. This is going to be more of a story of my musical journey and the people who influenced me um through my Life, really. So unlike a recital, you're not just looking for, hey, here's a song where I can show off my amazing <laughs> voice. You're, you're kind of telling a story about yourself and, yes. and music. Yes. And and um, some things I'm singing are things that I sang as a child. And um, I, I'm not going to – I mean, a couple things I'll just do a cappella, you know, the way I would have oh. sung them in church when I was a kid. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I guess you <laughs> You're a little nervous. I, I feel like even for you, this it's, could be terrifying. It's a little different than normal. I mean, there will be some arias. There will be some uh, classical songs and things like that. But there'll be some other sort of unusual things, let's say. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of those highlights. But I also want to talk a little bit about your musical journey. You grew up in Grand Tower, Illinois. <laughs> 
I bet um, even people who live in Illinois don't know where Grand Tower is. They don't. And 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 you know, you said it wrong. It's Grand Tower. Grand you Tower. <laughs> okay, I gotta work on that. Sorry, Grand Tower. Yeah, I was born in Springfield. My family is all from Southern Illinois, um, in Alexander and Jackson County, down down. You know. A little north of Cairo, okay. Um, south of Carbondale, that sort of, and Grand Tower is right on the Mississippi River. It's a beautiful river town, and Mark Twain wrote about it in his um, books, Travel on the Missis- Travels on the Mississippi. And so it was sort of a booming town at one time. Um, my dad worked at the power plant there, mm-hmm. and um, and that's why we moved there. And we, we lived in McClure for a few years. We lived in Grand Tower, population about four or 500 people. Okay, so this is a pretty small town. <laughs> it is. And you mentioned Gospels going to be part of this cabaret mm-hmm. show. Is Gospels something you grew up uh, listening to as, or singing as singing, a kid? Singing, yeah, and, and, and listening to. My mom was a singer, and, um, well... I will pay a big tribute to her in this. She had the most beautiful voice hmm. I've ever heard, really. So this is where you got it. I, tr- truly. And she used to say to me, she would sort of tap her throat, you know, she'd say, you know, you had nothing to do with this. This is a gift from God. And how you use it, that's on you. And that, and that's really how she believed when she sang that she was giving of herself. And did she perform publicly? She, oh, yeah. She was in a group called the Shawnee Trio. They started in the 50s when they were in high school. And they sang a lot of um, McGuire Sisters stuff, okay. you know, yeah. and um, gospel music. And, you know, I would sit in on the rehearsals. Sometimes I'd sing with them. And I, I loved it. I loved it. And she sang at church, of course, all the time. And then my brothers and I, she taught us songs and we sang in church. And I just thought that's what everybody did, truthfully. Yeah. I really thought, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool. So how did you realize that it wasn't just a gift from God? This was a gift that needed to be shared with the world. <laughs> I really didn't. I, I probably took the leap of faith later than other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied the violin, played the violin all through school. And I knew I wanted to do something in music. I wanted to be a teacher. I thought maybe I'd play in an orchestra and teach music. And so I went to McKendree University over in Lebanon, Illinois. And um, my, my degree is in music education. Okay. And um, I remember even then the, the head of the department was like, you know, you really should focus on your singing, I think, is, you know. And so it, it took a, a little bit more time for me. I was a you late You kind of had bloomer. to talk you into this. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people did along the way. I was a St. Louis Symphony hired me as a section leader in the chorus. Um, I sang at a, a big church here in St. Louis, St. Michael and St. George. I got paid to be the soloist. And I still just sort of, and I was teaching school and substitute teaching. And I still thought, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And then it was sort of Richard Gaddis, who founded the Opera Theater, who spoke to my husband about it. And he said, you know, I think Christine is using this substitute teaching as a a crutch. She needs to, you know. Wow, really focus on this. You really were the reluctant opera star. I, I feel like this is a combination you don't often see. <laughs> oh. Like you know, there's all these people who want to do this, and people are saying, "No, I think you should be a substitute music teacher instead." And you're the, the, the person opposite. saying, "Yeah, I know." But I from know. there, then was it so just that, like bam? It, it, it once I did sort of. I was really upset with my husband because he. We always renewed our our, our certificates, you know, at the county courthouse, and. 
And he said, I, I didn't renew yours this year. Your teaching certificate. Yes. He just didn't renew and, it. No. He said, you know, Richard Gaddis and I spoke about that. What? What? <laughs> and, um, and so he didn't renew it. And I was so mad at him. But that was the year I won the Met auditions. I won the uh, Tucker auditions. I got management in New York and then shortly after in London. And so then things started. I was like, oh, I guess they got those guys were right. Your husband was right. You <laughs> needed that hate push. to admit that. Yeah. But yes, yes. I was going to say, we kind of like give men a hard time for they're not in charge of our career. But if he hadn't done this, I wonder, would you have just still been a I teacher? Don't, I don't know. Not that that's a just. No, but no, I know what you mean. No, I don't know. But my voice did also develop later. Okay. It was really a very light. When I tell people that, they're like, no, no, I've heard you sing Wagner. Your voice couldn't have been quiet. And I said, no, really, it was. Hmm. It grew in my late 20s. And so this so timing was probably perfect. It was. And and I had a, a child. I had my daughter before, you know, and so it, 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 it all worked out. So are you going to tell some of this amazing story as I, part of this cabaret show? I will. I will. Okay. Yeah. And will you do then at that point, here's when I discovered the Wagner, and then, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, window shatter right. as you unleash the full power. Right. <laughs> yes, there will be, I will say, there will be some Wagner. There that's, will be some and Wagner. And in a small venue like the Blue Strawberry, oh, that's I, exciting. I, I, well, I know. I, I mean, it could be, you know, harmful to your hearing. I don't know. <laughs> So this show, this is taking place at the Blue Strawberry. Shows are at 7.30 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find tickets at bluestrawberrystl.com. I imagine there's not many left. You'll want to get on that right now. But so some of these highlights that you're going to be doing, there's some songs that, that somewhat surprised me are on your list. One of them is The Sally Gardens. And I'm going to yeah. play okay. this here. And then I, let's talk about okay. why this song. So right. this is from a 1999 recording you made at Powell Hall. And this was with Opera Theater of St. Louis. Christine Brewer singing the Sally Garden. So beautiful there. What about that song fits into your personal cabaret story? Well, a couple things. Um, my mom, mostly it was my mom's family where I got my musical gifts. Her dad was Irish. Um, I, she sang lots of these old tunes. She and her mom would sing these old tunes that were Scottish border ballads, you know, mm -hmm. and I sort of grew up hearing those. And then I became um, aware of Benjamin Britten and his music. And that was through Opera Theater of St. Louis with Colin Graham. And all of the Britten roles I've sung, I sang them at least once with Colin directing me mm -hmm. and Stuart Bedford conducting those. And Colin and Stuart were the Britten experts. They're both gone now, sadly. And... Um, and so that that um, version of Sally Gardens is by Benjamin Britten, the, the arrangement is. And so 
I will talk about that connection I had with Britain's music and spent some time in Alborough um, doing one of his operas, Gloriana, for the 50th anniversary in the UK um, and living in that little village of Alborough, hmm. you know, just being there. I felt I, I knew those characters from his operas. I knew those people were like the people I grew up with. Everybody knew everybody's business, you this know? small town. Yes, yes. Yeah. I went to the post office one day because I wrote postcards home to friends and family. And the postmistress said, ah, oh, did you get the, 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 the uh, upstairs lavatory fixed at your house? And I said, what? Uh, well, yes, uh, the shower was fixed. And I thought, how did, did I write about that in a postcard or... Someone, maybe her son, was the one who fixed it. I don't know. But um, it felt like home to me. Yeah. And and those little things really mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How wonderful. And so you're going to be telling stories uh, from your career, yes. from your family. From my family. I understand um, your mom's now been gone for 25 years. Yeah, almost. And she, she had ALS. And, and that's that's a really brutal disease. That's Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes, it is. Okay. And, um, hers started at her feet and she became paralyzed up. And so she could still sing and talk for quite a while. And um, the last thing for her was the, you know, her voice, voice that she lost. But before she got sick, and she got sick in her late 50s, um, she and my dad came to London to hear me. They'd been to New York a few times, Boston. I mean, they did travel with me and, and it was great. And, uh, this must have been yeah. so amazing for your mom, mm-hmm. her having mm-hmm. that same vocal gift mm-hmm. to see how far your gift took you. Mm-hmm. It was. I had her sing with me one time in a recital I did in St. Louis, and my voice teacher at the time, Stephen Smith, heard the concert. And my next lesson, he said, "I heard your mother," and I and he was speechless. And I said, "I know, I know what you're going to say. It's like the best voice you've ever heard." He said. He said that instrument. He said I, I, honestly, and he just couldn't. He couldn't put it into words. Wow. And there were people in her town who wanted to send her to music school, but she got married when she was seventeen and had me when she was a teenager. Yeah. And so you know, that was not her path. But anyway, but she could she, have been she that have. opera star touring Europe, totally. and living the life totally. that you got to live. Yeah. Do you think she felt like? Um, you know, was she glad that this had happened for you, even if it, it didn't happen yes, for her? It, it, very much so. And she was um, sometimes, I thought, critical, you know. She would say, oh, that was lovely tonight. That was really beautiful. But, you know, Christine, I didn't think you were really singing from your heart the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, what? Mom's going to be so hard. I know. I know. What do you mean? And truthfully, I, I, I say this when I talk and do lectures with students. I, I say... I didn't really get it until she died. And I sort of thought, oh, yeah, when she sang, she was, she let herself be very vulnerable. And she would take risks. And she would just sing from her heart. And I was pretty careful, I think, because I'd been a violinist. And I would hear things when I played. And I thought, oh, I want to make my voice sound like that. And when I just let loose, there was the voice, do you know. So, so you're going to have all these family members there at the Blue <laughs> Strawberry. Do you feel like almost your mom is going to be there? I do. I do. I mean, yeah. My brothers are going to be there. One's coming in from Denver. One's coming in from Louisville. And um, I'll be honest, I'm a little afraid they might try to join me on the stage <laughs> at some point. So, is that good or bad? Do they have uh, the I, voice? I, well, they, they both sing, but I'm like, oh, dear. You know. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to have to hope your brothers stay off the stage. Yes, thank Hopefully you. they're listening to this. They need to let you have this cabaret debut. You, thank you. You've had a lot of spotlights, but I feel like this spotlight, you still deserve to keep the whole thing to yourself. I, I think so, so. Push them off the stage. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, Christine Brewer, I want to thank you so much for joining us oh, today. Thanks for having me. This was fun. And you can catch that cabaret debut. That's again at the Blue Strawberry in the Central West End this weekend. Shows are Friday and Saturday. Uh, ticketing information at bluestrawberrystl.com. And I want to go out of the show with just a little more of that beautiful voice, a little more Christine Brewer. This is Last Rose of Summer. This is from a 1999 recording at Powell Hall, again with Opera Theater of St. Louis. This episode was produced by Evie Hemphill with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather-Glass. It was mixed and edited by Jane. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.